everybody out there to Divorce Recovery Men Over 40 podcast. I have Elliot Katz with me from Toronto. Um, he has written a couple of books, and he's going to tell you about them. And uh, we're going to talk about how men um, need to do better in relationships and what maybe women may expect and what men can do and things like that. So go ahead and, and Elliot, start us off and I have a couple of questions for you, but go ahead and start us off about your background. Well, I'm, I'm, I work as I was a, I'm a retired speechwriter. I wrote speeches for politicians. I was a living, <clears throat> excuse me. But how I came to write this, these books is I was, I was married for 10 years. Then I got divorced. And like a lot of people at first, I blamed the other person. And then I came to the point of asking myself, what do I have to learn from all this? I don't want to go through this again. So I set out on a journey to learn what does it mean to be a man in a relationship? Because obviously I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> At that, I realized. At first, I'd start talking to other men, and it's like we're all confused. They really didn't have any answers. Then I started reading books on relationships, and they really didn't say anything to me. And then I, I started saying, turning to like the original timeless wisdom that has been written over the centuries about what it means to be men. And I was blown away because what I learned coincided with what I heard women complain is lacking in men today. They don't make this. They don't show leadership. They don't make decisions. They don't take responsibility. It's like this giant disconnect between all the things men hear today and and what women really want. Like men here today, don't be toxic, don't be controlling. So I think, mm -hmm. okay, well, I don't want to be those things. I, I don't know. I don't know any. I don't want a man. None of them want to be that. So I so, said, okay, I'll just like I'll let her decide everything. That way, she can't accuse me of being controlling and I'm being this great guy. You know, even you know, even I, I've had women complain. Now, when a man asks him out on a date, he can't even, like, he's not a man with a plan. He, he, you know, she, he asks her, oh, would you like to go out Saturday? She says, yes. What do you have in mind? Well, I don't know. What do you want to do? <laughs> I talked to the singles <laughs> and I said, don't ever do that. Banish those words. Be a man with a plan. Think about what you both would like to do and and make and suggest it. And, and why? Because it shows her, if you have no plan, it shows how are you going to handle marriage and family life? It's work. Yeah. And too many men just think, well, you know, she's the woman. You know, she knows more about running the home. She knows more about raising children. I'll just bring in the money, and they can And I'm working hard, and she can't. They can't understand why is she so upset with me? Why is she so frustrated with me? Why did she say to me, "You're not doing enough"? When I'm doing going nonstop, I come home. Whatever you tell me to do, I do. Well, it's good to do what she tells you to do, but you got to do more than that. You, you got to show your share of leadership. You got to step forward. You got to see what's going on in your home, take charge, and 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 solve it, or work with your wife to solve it. Don't just I tell men, if you just wait for her to tell you what to do and then you just do it, that's not being a husband and father. That's being a mother's helper. <laughs> she doesn't need you to be a mother's helper. She wants you to be the man. And, and you know, when I tell men this, because I coach men, and inevitably I, they'll say, oh, no one's ever told me this. I didn't know this. It's really – so that's our my mission. I think it's your mission too, David. Like we got to educate men on how to be a man in a relationship. Yeah. And forget about all these new ideas you've been told because they don't work and they're destroying your marriage. So when a guy's going through a divorce and or just fresh out of divorce, how can you relate those principles in order to help him heal? How can you take those principles and wrap that around their life while they're trying to heal? Right. Right. No, you know, that's a great point. And, and what you're doing, helping men heal. And I'm doing that, too. And I think for me and for the men that I coach, you know, they're they're in pain. And, you know, how do, how do you heal that pain is when you realize 
the lesson you had to learn. Like, how do you get out of pain? I have to learn the lessons. I'm, this pain is coming to me because there's lessons I need to learn. So when you realize this is what I did wrong, this is what I should have done differently, this is what I'm going to do differently in the future, it helps heal the pain. It helps realize, okay, this pain had a purpose. It's forcing me to learn these things. And when you go out and learn them and you see that you can have a good relationship with a woman doing these things that you didn't know, or in, even in some cases you thought were the wrong things to do, you know, it helps heal you. So I hear you talk about sharing the lead. Um, you know, I hear people talk about, you know, 50-50, 100-100. does how does that factor? Because because I hear different things, you know, 100%, 100%, 50-50. No one can give me a straight answer, you know, like sharing the lead. Well, that's a great question. So, you know, the, the number is, what does it mean, 50-50? You know, I think taking the lead means, you know, when you see a problem in your in your family, in your home, in your relationship, step forward and deal with it. I mean, there's sometimes, you know, sometimes your wife just really wants you to handle it. And that's what you have to do. The other times when you should discuss it with her, like, I see this problem. I think this is the solution. What, what do you think? There's that. But if you just come with nothing and say, oh, what should we do? What do you think? <laughs> Tell me what to do. I'll do it. You're, you're fr frustrated because, you know, as much as today, you know, a woman are successful in careers and in the world and they're presidents of countries, when she's with a man, she wants to feel like a woman. She wants him to take charge and make her feel safe and protected. So one thing I coach men, and I've experienced this, and they've, and the men I've coached have experienced this, like, you know, women will ask you to make all kinds of decisions, and you wonder, why is she asking? This decision isn't important, and it doesn't really matter to me, so really, whatever you want is fine with me. That's the worst thing you could say. That's the last thing they want to hear. Exactly. Okay, you learned it. Wow. Make, make the decision. It, it, like, it doesn't matter to you. Like, I had a, a fellow I was coaching, and I told him, this is what you got to do. And, like, he's divorced, and he has a new girlfriend. And he says the same thing. He says, when I make these decisions, even though they don't matter to me, but I make them because she asked me to, she says to me, it makes me her feel safe and protected. And I've had women say that to me. And, and the fellows I coach, women say that. Say, that's what she wants. She wants to feel safe and protected. So, you know, that she may be president of a company during the day, but when she's with her husband, she wants to feel safe and protected. She wants So, to so making a decision makes a woman feel safe and protected. Just making yeah. a decision. Yeah, it's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. You know, I, I was dating this woman a few years ago, and she says to me, you date well. What are you doing? <laughs> and I'm thinking, I thought she's making fun of me. So I said to her, I asked her, are you making fun of me? She says, no, you're a good dater. What are you doing? It's like I had put a spell on her. So she, I said, well, you know what? I'll tell you what I'm doing. When I ask you, I never ask you what you want to do. I have a plan to, to suggest. And like, you know, you want to go to this? You know, I don't say, where should we go to eat? I said, how about we go to this restaurant? They have great lasagna. Or I have a plan. And if she has something else to suggest, like, well, I think we should go to this movie. I've heard it better than the one you suggest. Okay, I'm okay with that, but never come empty-handed. So I, I told her, I took all the new ideas about dating, I pushed them out of my head, and just uh, with an old-fashioned way. I call her up, I ask her out, I open the car door for her, I pay for her. She loves it. It's amazing. So how <laughs> come it didn't last? Well, you know, I, <laughs> with her, she's a great person. Um, 
I guess I just wasn't the kind of person she wanted. I, I, yeah, I, that I, happens. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, we're still good friends. I, I still think very highly of her. It's, uh, um, yeah. But um, so, uh, I, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Just those new ideas about, I, I, you know, where men act like, I can't, I can't even imagine, like, there's a debate about who should pay for the first date. I tell men, pay for the first date. And if she offers to pay, or he wants to split the bill, she's testing you to see if you're going to insist on paying. <laughs> I've, had women tell me, I've had women tell me, this one woman told me, a very beautiful woman told me, she says, I went out with this guy and the, for dinner, the bill came, and I offered to put my credit card on it, and he accepted. And now we can't understand why I won't go out with him again. And I explained to her, see, you don't understand, this mm. guy... He thought, oh, I believe in gender equality. She's yep. offering to pay. I'll let her pay. <laughs> Just pay for her. <laughs> wow. So they talk about the hunter-gatherer. I'm hearing that it kind of extends into dating, where the woman wants to be protected and guided, I guess. Pursued. Pursued. There we go. That's the word. Exactly. You know what? We have all these new ideas. Like, But you know, all these, are they working? Not really. Not really. A woman... You know, my, one of the points I'm making in my book is human nature hasn't changed. The things that, you know, here I'm quoting stuff that was written a 1,000 years ago or 2,000 years ago or 500 years ago or 50 years ago. And it's like, wow, this is, nothing has changed. Human nature hasn't changed. It's unfortunate over the past 50 years, we've been told all these new ideas about what a man should be. You know, you know the latest thing is, like men are told, we, we should be vulnerable. So it's not, what is vulnerable? What does that mean? <laughs> so this fellow I was coaching, he says, yeah, I'm supposed to be vulnerable. So when I go, when I meet a woman, I tell her how I'm, having, I'm struggling to earn a living and how what happened to me in the divorce. And then she doesn't want to go out with me. <laughs> she doesn't want that. She wants to feel safe and protected. And if you, if you tell her that you, you can't earn a decent living, she doesn't feel safe and protected. <laughs> That's not secure. <laughs> just, just forget about forget about all these new ideas you've heard and just read my book and do what it says. Take charge. Be a leader. Be a leader. You know, really, you know, I, 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 I know when I started on this journey myself, I thought, does it really make a difference? If I make the decision on this, will it really make a difference? If I choose a place for a date, will it really make a difference? If I'm, you know, step forward and, you know, protect her in a challenging situation, let's say, whatever, in a business or we're in a store, whatever, if I stand up for her and, you know, say, hey, you know, you know, a challenging situation, I stand and say, no, this is the way it's going to be, whatever, I, I protect her. Will it really make a difference in today's 21st century world of relationships? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's amazing. It really is amazing. And it's just simple things, simple things. Simple things, but but you know, it, 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 you have to step forward. You have to like have backbone. You have to, you know, you have to do what's right. You can't give in. You know, one of the big mistakes men make is they think if they just give in to what the woman wants, she'll be happy. Uh, you know, I coach so many guys. I did this for her. I did that for her. I did that for. Her. Why is she so unhappy? I said, well, because you have no backbone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do you say that to a guy? <laughs> well, I don't say it that way. I say you have to stand up and do what's right. You can't you can't give in to things that you know are wrong and then blame her. Like that's what guys will do, especially like financial things. Like, you know, oh, she wanted these expensive renovations. I said we can't afford it. Or we'll do it over a couple of years. Oh no, I want it now. Well, so I gave in. And you know, I you know, we did all these expensive renovations, and I nearly went bankrupt. And now, now we're divorced, and the people who bought our house are enjoying the renovations. It's like 
Mm. If it's wrong, you have to say no. And if she screams and yells, it doesn't matter because it's wrong. That doesn't make something yeah. not affordable affordable. If it's or anything else, if it's wrong, it's wrong. And that you know, you have to stand up and and have and then she'll respect you more. And you and you think, well, I, I gave in to her. She must. She should be happy. On my other podcast, we talk about uh, you know going into a new relationship after divorce, and you don't want to take some of those negativity uh, happenings and or those um, angst that you had in the first marriage, and you don't want to repeat those in the second marriage. But you also want want to regain love and respect for that woman. So you know, it's, it's almost like a fine line. How do you tiptoe across that? Well, you're you're absolutely right. So. I tell guys, you know, you're not ready to start dating again until you've looked at yourself. I mean, you know, at first, first, you know, you're just blaming your ex-wife. That, okay, that doesn't achieve anything. You have to look at yourself and say, what what did I have to be different? You know, like very often when you're divorcing, you go with a woman, she'll ask you, like, why are you divorced? You're a nice fellow. Why are you divorced? Well, what happened in your marriage? And I, I say, I say to them, I, I used to say, I said, well, you know what? I don't want to tell you what happened in my divorce and my marriage, but let me tell you what I've learned since my divorce. I mean, that, and that impresses a woman. I took no, time does. to realize yeah. what, what did I have to learn? What did I have to be different? And I tell them, I realized I wasn't really being the kind of man a man should be. And I, I, I wasn't taking leader. I mean, I said, I don't say the negative. I say, I'm taking leadership. Not, uh, you know, I, I step forward. I don't wait to be told what to do. I said, I realized I wasn't doing the right thing. And so that impresses a woman when you've taken the time to grow and to learn. And 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 if you show her that you've learned from your mistakes and you're a different person, that that makes a woman attracted to you. Instead of just browbeating the ex, she did this, yeah, she did yeah, that, that's why we're not together, but you flipped the script. Yeah, no, they don't want to hear nobody wants to hear. And then you want to, if you're going with a woman who's divorced, you want to hear her bad mouth her ex-husband. <laughs> I don't. I, I can say, look. I have an ex-wife bad-mouthing me. <laughs> I don't want to hear you bad-mouth your ex. <laughs> I don't need to hear you. Yeah, that's a... <laughs> let's, let's discuss one of my favorite topics, forgiveness. How do you weave forgiveness into that um, divorce recovery part? How do, you, how do you weave forgiveness into your realm when you talk to men? So, so forgiveness of your ex-spouse, you mean, or...? Forgiveness of yourself, I mean the total package. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really you have to forgive yourself more. More you have to forgive. You know, you look back and you say, Boy, I was stupid. How could I have been so stupid to do these things? And you just have to forgive yourself because uh I mean you have no choice. If you don't, you're not gonna get anywhere. I mean that's you're not so that's gonna a big get, part of it. You gotta you have to realize, okay, you made mistakes. And you know what? When you realize you know, getting together in a men's group makes you realize, hey. We all made that mistake. <laughs> I, re- I remember, you know, at, at the beginning, I, I was invited to uh, to a men's group that was having a session with a family law lawyer. And I thought, you know, it could be helpful. I could learn things. And I thought, I'm not going to fit in. These guys were domineering and controlling. That's why they're divorced. I was a nice guy. My wife didn't appreciate what a nice guy I was. So I went to the event. They were all the nicest guys you could ever meet. I <laughs> couldn't understand how their wife didn't appreciate them. <laughs> So it's maybe real. You know, when you realize you're not alone, I think that's really correct. Yeah. When you realize you're not alone, hey, these guys did the same mistake as me. Okay, <laughs> we're human. I, I remember the first time 
it had been a few months, and I got together with a fellow who's sort of more of an acquaintance than a friend. And he had just separated from his wife. And he, and he said, tell me the situation. Like, here I thought my situation was uniquely crazy in the world. And he's telling me the identical situation. I thought, wow, it really hit me. <laughs> yeah. It really hit me. I said, wow. And I, and I realized, you know, my situation that I thought was uniquely crazy in the world is very common. It's probably the most common situation. And there's and there's way more crazier situations than yours. You know, when yeah, I did oh, yeah, the yeah. divorce recovery seminar at workshop, you know, I thought my situation was crazy, but man, mine was like normal compared to others. It was way different. What do you tell the guys who are starting to to date after getting divorced? You know, once once they worked with themselves and they feel better, and they put themselves out there. What's some of the tips, tricks, or methods, or hacks you can give them in order not to crash and burn. But you're going to crash and burn anyway, I think, the first date. That's, well, that's yeah, a given for me. Well, yeah. you, know, you know what I tell them? Well, first of all, you know, you're, 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 you know, your group is called Divorce After 40, for men after 40. So it's interesting to say that because 40 seems to be common age to get divorced. I think women yeah. sort of think, they, well, I'm going to be 40. I better get divorced and find somebody better. <laughs> <laughs> the least option is up. <laughs> and and uh, but but the interesting thing is, I, I tell men, you know, when you go out there, there are tons of single women. I mean, I don't think women realize, you know, they're getting divorced. I don't know what they think, but when a single man goes out in his forties, there's a lot, a lot of single women. I don't know if you experience that. I, it is. You are you are so right. There are a lot honestly. of them. Yeah. And you know what else I tell them? I said, you know, this time. <laughs> Listen to what she says. You know, don't just think, oh, she's beautiful. She's this, she's that. I mean, come on. You know, we're all guys. We all have eyes. But, like, listen to what she says. So, like, get an idea of what kind of person she is. Like, if she's, you know, one, let's say if the woman is divorced, like, if she starts telling you, well, you know, this happened in my divorce, you know, and, and she, doesn't, she doesn't speak badly about her ex-husband. Oh, well, you know, he's this, whatever. He left me for this. Or, you know, I have more respect for them than if she starts telling me all the the dirty things she did in the divorce. Okay. <laughs> nice blowing. <yeah. laughs> you know, listen to what she says and, and don't just be so like thinking with your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Well, my problem was I, I started dating way too soon. Matter of fact, I started dating before I got divorced and, and I wasn't ready and I crashed and burned so many times, but you know, like you said, you know, you learn from all those mistakes and and I suggest to people out there work on yourself first before you get out there. But man, I didn't didn't want to be alone. You know, I thought that no one would ever want me again. Yeah, I I I didn't feel pretty. Um, but just have someone uh, to hang out with me or go to the movies was great. But I suggest getting a friend first. Don't 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 go for love because you're going to crash and burn. And um, Right, right. I mean, that's you see that people like on the rebound, they just don't want to be alone again, and they get involved in a bad situation. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, you really have to take that time to work on yourself and say, and decide, hey, I'm entitled to someone who treats me well. I was fortunate. Like, I, I met some women when I first started going out, just really good people, really, really good people. There was one in particular, a really great person. It really, it, you know, it made me realize you, you can find someone with the good qualities that maybe were lacking in, in your previous relationship. And that, that, that was really nice for me. And, uh, 
I just decide you're entitled. You know, you work on yourself and you say, hey, I worked on myself. I'm entitled to someone who's good to me, who's respectful to me, who's respectful to my family, who doesn't want to control me. And like you realize just if those things happen, just run as fast as you can. <laughs> that that kind of segues into my next question. How do you combat control? Control, I think, in a relationship can go sideways quickly. And and that happens, you know, how do you how do you share control? How do you how do you try to share control with a woman who's controlling? Well, you know, that's that's a great question. I you see, uh, I mean, I mean, okay. It just it's, to me, it's a matter of degree. So, if she's slightly controlling, <laughs> then I could just say, you know, I I I I don't need to be controlled, and uh, you know, and, and you know, you sort of can communicate to her that this is, you know, I need to be able to go out and see my friends. I need to be able to see my family. If if that's a, if that's a problem, it's, this isn't going to work. And but also at the same time, but if she's very controlling, then just you know, this isn't for me. You know, I just yeah wish her all that really because I, you know, you know, I, that's a, if it's slight slight things, you could try to fix things. I'm not all for that, but but if it, if she's really controlling and really you know can't accept that you have friends and family, uh, then you know this isn't this isn't yeah. So I wish but you don't want to get a project either. You know, projects are right. You right. Know, we're we're over forty, and you don't need a project. Exactly. Exactly. It's like, you know, I learned these things. You should have learned a few things by now as well. Oh my God! Yes. Yes. And, and if you haven't, well, you know, I I wish you all the best. <laughs> Good luck. What are some of the methods you keep talking about working on yourselves? What's some of the methods that men over forty can work on themselves before they get back out there? You know during their recovery, you know, like a tip or a trick or a method, what can they do, the small things and big things to work on themselves? It's really about, uh, I see to me, I, like I say, it's really about leadership and, and taking responsibility. So leadership, like you don't just, it's about having the courage to speak up and say, no, this isn't, this isn't right. Or, you know, you know, I realized one of my problems was that I was timid. That I thought, well, if I just give in, oh, my nice guy, she'll like me. No, I. You have to speak up and say, no, that you know, this is not good. We're not doing this, or you're not treating me this way. And and really, you, know, you have to you have to decide. I, you know, I, I I went out with this woman. I liked her, and on on the fourth date, she insulted my car. <laughs> and, <laughs> Your car. Yeah, my car. And I I had an old car at that point. I was looking for a new one, but she insulted my car. And I thought, I take you out. I treat you nicely. I take you out for dinner. You don't say, oh, Elliot, you're so good to me. You, you take us, take me out for dinner. You take me to nice places. All you say to me is, I, 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 she, she insulted my car. So that way, you know what? You're old enough. We're, you know, you don't talk to me that way. And I just, I just lost all interest in her. So... This is like just deciding, like, there's certain things I'll accept and certain things I won't. And, and yet, when I t t tell other people, it's really interesting, the reaction. Like, one fellow said, why don't you get a better car? I said, you don't get it. Jeez. But a woman said to me, well, I hope you didn't go out with her again. I said, no, I'm not going to be spoken to that way. So wow. it's really having self-respect and saying, you know, I'm not willing to accept this, and I, I will say so. Or, like, really, and, yeah. instead of in the past thinking, 
I'll be a nice guy. I'll, I'll show her I'm understanding. I'll put up cave, a, cave, cave, cave. Yeah, caving. No way, no way. I, I, I yeah. I've seen because when you're divorced, you see where that leads to. It doesn't lead to her saying, "Oh, what a great guy I have." He's so understanding. No, it, it leads to being treated worse. The more the the more you take, the worse it gets. You know, I I use uh, uh, Rachel and I talk about this on the on the podcast quite a bit. Uh, something better than sex, the word no. I love the word no. Matter of fact, I say it sometimes. I don't even mean it. <laughs> just just to hear it and just watch your face. So there's different, there's different levels of no. There's no, and you know, with the explanation, there's no and just walk away like a mic drop. So sometimes no really sets boundaries so you can heal and move on with your life. But uh, I, I don't think we say no enough. Oh, I, I agree with you. I, I think, and, and when you when you say no, or, and you stand up to a woman, she sees that you're strong, and you'll protect her. Because yeah. if you can't stand up to her, you won't stand up for her. And that's and that's really the key. It's a, you know, I give you another example. Sometimes if a woman like get upset with me, and start raising her voice. You're not going to raise your voice at me. I'll just say, speak in a lower voice. You know, I won't listen to her. So she speaks in a lower voice. She, I'm showing her, you got to treat me respectfully because I'm being spoken to that way. And, and you gotta have a, you gotta have a book, Elliot, uh, dating with Elliot Cat, <laughs> all your, all your <laughs> stories. <laughs> I, I, you know what? You know what? The, the interesting thing is, I have met, I have a girlfriend now. We've been together almost five years, but before that, I, I did meet some very good people. I, you know, just things. You want different things in life. I mean, that, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work for that reason. But, um, you know, there are some very decent people. So, you know, if you just decide, well, this is what I want. I want someone who treats me decent. I'm not desperate. Right. I'm not going to settle for someone because I don't want to be alone. I, you know, I, I'd rather be alone than be treated badly, right? That, that should be your attitude. So, you know, treat me well. I'll treat you well. You treat me well. We'll have a nice time together. The one thing I learned was... And it, and it took a while to learn was to cut bait quicker. You know, when things weren't working, I, I always stayed too long. And um, and I looked from the standpoint that even when it was negative, it was a positive because that person showed me what I didn't want in a relationship. Okay. So every stepping stone was a positive stepping stone. Either they showed me what I want more of or, or they showed me what I didn't want. No, that's great. That's great. That's uh well, after that, I, I, it didn't take me long to learn all the things I didn't want. <laughs> but, Obviously, but uh, no, like I say, I, I've I've gone out with different women over the years, and I, I've met some really fine people, and they they showed me what it was like to be with a good person. And so, you know, really, see the other the other like that is really good too. So I said, hey, look at that, she's a real partner, she's a real helper to me. Like when I needed her help, I she helped me. Wow. No, that's what I expect, and, and and it's a beautiful thing. It's uh, and you know what? And the thing is also one of the things I talk about in the book is really is how you communicate. The one of the things I learned along the way was I went to this course on leadership. I worked in government, so I went to this course on leadership, and the teacher said you have to talk to a person the way they need to be spoken to, not the way you want to talk to. Them. Not so you could be emotional, upset. Well, you yell at them, you're destroying your relationship. But if you if you if you save. You know, you have to think, what does that person need to hear? So if they they do something good, say, you know what? I really appreciate you for doing that. I'm grateful for you. 
oh, they feel so good. Everybody wants to be valued. So just express gratitude. If, if something she does something you don't like, just say, hey, you know what? That, that, that doesn't really, you know, I didn't really appreciate that. So you know, don't do it again. I mean, speak in a calm voice. Don't yell and scream. But just speak in a way that will inspire her and motivate her mm -hmm. to treat the, you the way you want to be treated. Don't just think, you know, I'm going to yell and scream because she made me angry. Well, that, that's just going to destroy your relationship. That's not going to. That's, yeah. um, one of the things I, I write in my book is who is strong. It's called, it's called being the strong man a woman wants is if you're strong, it means you can control yourself. Being strong is controlling yourself, not controlling others. So oh, you interesting. control your emotions, control how you behave. You think before you say anything. You don't just like... You know, we're not wild animals. We're human beings. That means we can control our actions. So you have to think. Think what, and, and if you have a problem that keeps coming up, think about how you have to speak to her in a calm voice, positive, inspiring, motivating, mm -hmm. you know, what you want. That, that that makes all the difference. If you're, if she treats you badly, you're yelling and screaming. It, it, you know, I, I tell people you're yelling and screaming because you don't know what to do. So you take the time to think beforehand. Think. What does she need to hear to feel good and about doing what I want her to do? Okay. Well, Elliot, this has been interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. I didn't know what this podcast was going to do, but I've learned quite a bit, even in my relationship today. So uh, I appreciate your time, you know, taking time out to talk to, uh, to my listeners and, and me and uh, see if we can get this podcast up and go from there. But I appreciate your time. Okay, so just so enough people know. Oh, about yeah, please, please, yeah, please. Being the strong man a woman wants timeless wisdom on being a man is what we were talking about, how to be a strong man, to mm -hmm. take charge and show leadership, take responsibility, make decisions. And so some women wrote to me, said, well, my, my husband doesn't take charge about anything. He doesn't wear the pants. So I wrote a book for women called How to Get Your Man to Wear the Pants <laughs> So You Don't Have to. Because that's what it's, you know, these ideas, these are not new ideas. Wear the pants, means take charge, social leadership. Don't just leave everything to her, don't. She hates it. She hates me when you say, well, oh, you just take, you just do it. She hates it. <laughs> yeah. And we'll have the links to those, uh, to your website down at the bottom of the podcast sheet. So, all right, everybody, have a nice day. Okay, Bye -bye. thanks. Bye. Thanks, everybody.